0: David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: It is Friday, August 20th, 2021, season 17, episode number 11. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, live in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Got Dave Hellman and Nick Eatman with me uh, for a rousing 45 minutes of Cowboys talk. On a Friday, heading into the third preseason game for the Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> what
2: are you doing over there? LFG. I'm excited.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's not what it looked like.
2: Let's go. Okay. What it look like?
1: I'm, I'm not going to say. But Ooh. Didn't
3: look, didn't look like something he should be doing in here. It's the record for how quickly you took things off the rails. <laughs> but, I'm just excited. It's Friday. Yeah, it's a football weekend. I saw your, I saw your
1: post, and I kind of feel you. I, but it's like I keep wanting to get excited, and I'm like, and then I get brought back to earth like, like I'm it's, like, oh, but there aren't any real games this weekend. Fun. It's just kind of preseason, but. That's, there's still some value, I think, there's in something. in these preseason games. It'll be next week's preseason games that you're like, I don't even want to watch this. I just want to get to the actual games. Yeah,
2: so. but there's some there's some 2020 element of it as well. Just kind of getting back, hopefully, into some normalcy that we didn't yeah, have last true. year. You know, that's even like I didn't feel that way last year because it was
3: it sucked. It yeah, was it lame. Was different. Like yeah. you weren't going to games. You might not even be sure on Friday if a game was going to happen on yeah. Sunday or Saturday or whatever you were trying to watch, and it's yeah, I just, it's got I love that feeling of waking up on Friday and you're like you know the heavy lifting for the week is done and there's going to be football on all weekend. Yeah. It's just you know, you know if you're traveling to a game, it's even more exciting. It's just the best. I,
2: I have never been that guy that that says. Oh, this game! Bah. Fourth game, third game. I, never, because because we we always go to training camp and we see these guys and we we want to see. Okay, they looking okay. Let's see what they do in the game. Or yeah. they don't look that great, maybe they'll be a gamer, you know. And so there's always storylines there, and even in third and fourth quarter, yeah, these guys may not make the team, but it's. It's fun to see that. It's fun to see like the, the, that game. I thought the game was over last last week. I could, it was so loud down in Arizona. I didn't hear any false start or whatever. I thought Bohanna and Kamara won the game. Mm-hmm. So I was. I got five guys I'm supposed to talk to in the locker room. I'm like, okay, well, I got to switch because we got to get Bohanna. He just won the game. Wait, why are they kicking a field goal? Yeah. Like I'm down there. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. But it, it's a game and there's storylines, and that's why I always love it.
1: Yeah, I'm never gonna not watch football. Like no. that's part of my problem. No. I think it's kind of a problem that I'm just like, if I'm happening to flip around the television and football's on, I don't care who, what the game is, I'm stopping down. And and you know, it's it's a problem for people in my house, but if that's for me, a, if like, that's
3: a problem, I don't want to be. I don't want to be fixed. I don't want to not have a <laughs> yeah, problem. I don't want to be fixed. Yeah. Yeah. And actually,
1: next weekend, just to make a quick announcement for everybody, there will be high school football next weekend. And if you're in Texas, you know how big that is. We got actually a really special game next weekend here at the Star. Uh, it's the very first Jerry Jones Classic. Uh, it's going to match up Denton Ryan versus Longview, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from what I understand, these are two top five teams in the state that will be matching up here at the Star next weekend. So that's going to be fun. Yeah. I-, I love watching football. Like I said, if it's football on, I'm in. And uh, and I think I might even come out next weekend and check that one out in person because it'll be it'll be a fun weekend. Me too.
3: All right, so
2: yeah, yeah, right.
1: You
3: too. I'll, um, be, I'll be there.
1: You will be oh, there. So. Nick
3: loves high school football.
1: No, he does.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, he loves. Sort of. He wrote a book about it, yeah. so I would yeah. think he kind of likes. it. I mean, it. I it's it's pure. I mean, it's yeah. it's just this is it. This is what these guys have. Like yeah. this is their life, and most for a lot of them, they're never going to play another game. You know, and this is this is wh- what it means. And so, you know, it's funny, like preseason games. That game that you're just talking about is a non-district game. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter to their playoff implications. Tell that to everybody <laughs> there that it doesn't matter. Like, it will matter. Yeah, you yeah, know it, it they'll matter. be thinking about it. You know, you probably remember a game from your high school. You know, it's just what it is. It yeah. is what it is, and I, yeah. I love it. I love that that form. I love all forms of it. I love yeah. football. That's love it. football. I love football.
1: All right, let's get a quick update. Uh, Mike McCarthy had his press conference a few minutes ago. Dave, tell us he he had an update on Dak. What do you have to say about Dak?
3: Uh, Yeah, just not anything concrete, but just that, you know, Dak is going to continue this progression. It's not, you know, Mike was basically like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not willing to commit that he's going to just be full go taking every rep next week, but he anticipates that he'll take another notch up in his participation next week. Hopefully that means doing some competitive stuff, but I guess we'll see. And then maybe the most interesting part is that he did say, uh, you know, somebody asked, you think he'll be on a pitch count during the season like you only gonna throw him so many times to keep him healthy and yada yada and Mike was like no I don't I don't think that'll be a thing like he'll be fine when the season gets here which that's that's noteworthy to me if if you think you know give it another two and a half weeks and you don't think you have to limit him at all I mean that's that's the goal right and I think until you get to that point there's always going to be some antsiness. you know. I said that earlier today like anytime QB1's not just 100% available, there's always going to be some antsiness. So especially at the beginning of the year
1: because you know there's such a long marathon that's yep. going to have to happen here to get to where you want to be which is playing in January and maybe even February. So yeah, when it, when
3: you already got problems right now, you're definitely a little bit concerned, I would say. But that's, yeah, so that's a good sign. He's, he's still trending in the right direction. All reports continue to be positive. All right. So
1: let's talk about Lyle, Lyle Collins. That was another uh, injury that happened earlier this week. Had some discomfort in the neck and back. What are they saying about him?
3: Every, I mean, and I get it. I understand why everybody would freak out about that because not only did, you know, Lyle was out last year. Not only did he miss the whole year, but until he had surgery, they were like, he's fine, he's fine, <laughs> he's fine. He's going to do something tomorrow. Oh, by the way, he's having hip surgery and he's gone. So I understand why that freaks people out. But he did stay at practice the other day. Like, he stayed for the whole thing. He didn't get out of uniform. He he went through the walkthrough after practice was over, and I was like, okay, Surely this can't be that bad if you're doing walkthrough and things like that. So he's expected to do some stuff. He's expected to practice today, and Mike even said that he'll, he'll probably take some snaps tomorrow in the Texans game. So he sounds fine to me. Nick, does the does the age of this offensive line
1: bother you? Because I think you know when you hear about these kind of things and you look at last year, I think there is a nat- natural inclination for some casual observers, fans, to look at this and be like, man, it's just like. Every year it seems like this team is, as Parcells used to say, held hostage yeah. by the by the health of the offensive line.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to just say the age bothers me, but what the age represents is more wear and tear, more of these things come up, and, and it's hard to kind of go back into you. It's hard to, to think there will be a time when it's like, man, Tyron went through the whole year, no issues at all. I mean, it's not a knee this is a neck back shoulder elbow you know it's it's things that just kind of keep lingering a little bit so yeah yeah i mean yeah you have to say it's it's bothersome um because they're not as good as they were I and mean, this line isn't as good as, as they were um i think i think travis frederick was better than we we think he was as far as and we, we thought he was great but I think he was even maybe better than that, just because oh, the glue, the glue of being the you know in the center of the line, making the calls, he was really good. Like you weren't beating him a lot, you know. He, we didn't even think about snaps really. And now we're kind of looking at it a lot more. He was just a solid. I don't even like saying solid because he was an all pro, yeah. but I mean he 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 was just the perfect centerpiece, if you will, to that line. And I think I think it's gone gone downhill since then. And then with the, you, you tack on the injuries as well, and they're just not as reliable as we've you know seen them in the past.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's move on to one other transaction the Cowboys made. Hunter Nicewander was wave injured. Uh, I it raised my eyebrow, obviously, if you think about it, probably shouldn't because he was a guy that was kind of getting him through the preseason doing both kicking duties and punt duties. Uh, and then he got hurt. So talk to me about what this means and who they signed in his place and what it means long term for this team.
3: I, if anything, I don't really think it means anything long term. If any we talk about this a lot of like our idea from the outside fans and media, sometimes is completely different than what they think and what i mean mm-hmm. by that is all you know hunter wasn't pretty good last year for a guy that came in off the street and everybody was like okay maybe you know maybe he's the he can compete to be the long term answer and so like all through the offseason we were like there's going to be a competition for the punter job clearly not mm-hmm. like clearly the co- John fossil from the get go was like thank you for your contribution and you will be shown the door at some point like that is the body language Going all the way back to the spring mm-hmm. of, of how they felt about that. And that's fine. What? Oh, I was trying to... Are you going to pronounce the guy's name? It's Liram Hairulahu. Uh, Here you go. Hairulahu. Hairulahu. Okay, so the J is silent. As far as I'm aware. Okay. Um, I, I'm i not not saying I'm definitely right, but I've looked it up, and that's what I came up with. Hairulahu. He's Canadian by way of Kosovo. Uh, he's played in the Canadian Football League for a pretty long time. So, I mean, he's not... He he's he's not new to this. He knows how to kick. Um, but again, you know, th- this is a placeholder deal, as far as I can tell, because uh, mm-hmm. Greg <laughs> Zerline has kicked a few times. They are gonna go. They're gonna put him through another routine tomorrow night before the game. And John Fossil said yesterday that their their hope slash plan is for Greg to be active and kick against the Jags uh, in the final preseason game. So sounds like
2: he'll and, be fine and if you're you know we, we've seen the way mccarthy does these games you know where, where he he does it you know he doesn't want to see a nice wonder kick a 38 yarder he'll just go for it on fourth and 10 he wants to see that i think you need to flip the script when you get to the jacksonville game yep yeah if i'm sitting at the 32 mm-hmm. yard line for a 49 yard field goal and it's third and six i think i'll let just me run, see it. i'll just run the football because I want to see him kick it. That's more yeah. important to me. Because when we get to Tampa Bay, you know, into the half, into the game, there's going to be kicks like that. I want to see him. Yeah. And, and pregame is fine. He can still do it in pregame. But I want you want to see it in the game. You want to see his yeah. kickoffs. Get the game operation down, all that good stuff. Yeah.
3: Wait, and I do think he said because um, in in Arizona he was just kicking like he had a tee, but their plan for tomorrow night is for them him to like work with Jake McQuaid and whoever the holder is, probably anger. Anger, anger yeah. I would assume. Right? Yeah. So, because he's going to be your punter, right? Oh, he's yeah. going to be your punter. Which he, I, and I think yep. this maybe got lost. Like he punted against Arizona, so anger's fine. I mean yeah. he he had one punt against the Cardinals, so I, I think he's on track.
2: He's just a nine year veteran guy that they don't want to wear his leg like out. Wear yeah. But he's been the holder for Nice Wonder on these, you know. So he's he's a
3: holder. But I do think, you know, like I said sometimes we get caught up in a narrative that is just not there at all and I mean like you know a lot of people including me I thought maybe Nice Wander could compete for something and they were like no no we we like what we got and that's what we're
2: going to yeah. roll with that, that, mean, that bothers me honestly just because I, I mean this was the first time he's ever been kicked was last year punted and it was a better average than Chris Jones ever had in his entire career. Chris Jones was considered a good to solid punter. And uh you know, so I think okay, well, this, he's a rookie, he got thrown in here and you know, I mean, it and last year was so weird and then you know, think like, okay, give him a whole camp, he'll be good, but he didn't have a camp. He was kicking. you know what I mean? It's just like it's like saying hey, you're a wide receiver, but we're going to have you play tight end. And and now we're evaluating you as a player because of what we see at tight end, and that's not... You
3: know. Clarence Hill, credit to him, he kind of called that out in the press conference yesterday with John. He was like, you know, you said he was going to have this opportunity to do all this. Like, you didn't really give him a chance to punt while he was here. And Bones said something. It wasn't, like, the best explanation. I mean, that, like I said, they just they knew what they wanted I, and what they were going to do.
2: I asked him in the one of the press conferences in Oxnard too I asked her about that like is this a competition he's like oh it's definitely a competition no it's, it's not seen that so when, much win <laughs>
1: yeah. well the good thing about it for him though is he's had some experience here with the Cowboys both last year yeah. and during this training camp right. I have a suspicion he's going to pop up on somebody's roster because I think that's a valuable thing to have, yeah. somebody that can kick and punt, and you can use him in either role or maybe if you got into a pinch in both yeah. roles, right? Yeah, preferably. And he's as, not going to embarrass you,
2: right? Well, preferably and punter, punter. punter. He, he, well, let him punt. He's Hunter the punter, okay? He's not.
1: <laughs> I get it, but I'm saying he can get out. The, it's better than rolling out when we, what well, was a few years ago when the Cowboys got to the pinch. Don't talk
3: about Jeff Heath.
1: I'm just saying, when you got to roll out Jeff Heath to, to kick a field goal, you'd probably rather do yeah. a and, national. You have re- an actual kicker that was right?
2: awesome and if no. i if i ever do <laughs> that's because a... you loved jeffy oh
3: yeah that's part
1: of why i <laughs>
2: love right. jeffy
1: he's <laughs> okay.
3: like yeah i can kick okay. football player yeah I mean, you punt know. pass kick yeah you remember the
1: competitions oh, you yeah. might not but i remember yeah.
2: well and it doesn't matter whatever happens if there's ever another edition of if these walls could talk or any other story time i mean hunter nice wonder is going to have a story for me for me because of because of that Eagles game when he had never played before. And he's he's sitting there in the suite with me. This is last year when I'm, I think I have the suite to myself, you yeah. know? Because I'm like... You need to write a whole book about last year for you. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure you I'm got sure, a lot of stories. And I'm sure they'll all be cleared, you know? Like, <laughs> no, nah, don't do it. Yeah, but that's going to get vetoed. <laughs> he he comes over and he's got this this gym gym bag and he's like, Hey, hi, I'm Hunter. Nice Wanderer I'm like, oh, yeah, you're the new guy. Yeah. But Chris Jones is still there. He's like, Chris has been dealing with the back. He's like do you know if I'm playing today? And I'm like, what? He like, asked you? Yeah, he goes, do you know if I'm playing? He, he thinks I just got an official badge. I know what's going on. And I'm yeah. like, I don't. Are you playing, like, in the game against the Eagles? And, like, Danucci started? He's like, yeah, I, they told me to come take the early bus, and none of the other guys are here. I'm on the practice squad, but they say they may sign me if if, uh, if Chris is going to warm up. Do you know if I'm playing? I have my cleats <laughs> right here. I have my uh-huh. cleats in my bag. I'm like, Either he goes, either I'm playing or I'm just sitting up here in one of these suites. And I'm like, God, this is so weird. I'm like, um, I don't know, but I'm not the guy to ask if you're playing. I promise you that. Let's figure that out. Let's go down here. I was about, about to say fight. you yeah. should have offered to no, go I help him figure No, I did. We I right? did. We went down. Yeah. He found the right guy. Right. He was because he was just like. And then he comes back up later and he goes like, I guess I'm not playing. I'm like, this is yeah, I guess not because th- there's warm ups and you're not well, on grab a hot dog, man. <laughs> yeah, grab right. Hot dog. It's, right. it's good. We'll and so, good. And so and then I saw him on the plane afterwards. He's like, yeah, I'm not playing. I didn't play this guy. I, I saw so I, it. <laughs> I saw that you didn't play. And he's like, next, I'll probably. I think I'm going to play next week. What a cluster. I'm like, this. This is like. This is like the you know. At the gym, at the rec center. Like, uh, I'm not playing. Uh, am I, do I have next? I'm like, no, you don't have next. You're out. This is an NFL game. God, it was so weird. Last year was crazy. Last
1: year was a crazy year, man. I, I, I would suspect mm. that every team was kind of flying by the seat of their pants when it came to certain things because it's just everything was so weird. Yeah. Like, it's so different. Uh, what everybody had to deal with last year with, with all and, the COVID protocols and that kind of know, stuff. And we you know?
2: get to Arizona last week and we're sitting, you know, we usually have this one big row and where all of us are sitting. And then you and I are over here and Rob and Dave are over here, back here. And it's like, you know, usually it would be like, dang it. And then, it, but it was like. I'm we're here. good man. we're here we're good we'll I saw, nothing but, I saw nothing
1: but smiles and it's yeah. like we'll, we'll deal with yeah.
3: this this is all good Rob and Dave are like you guys good and they're like yes <laughs> I, I told me and Rob sat down I was like this is gonna bother Nick just wait well, I mean, just wait you know what he here. does he, the first
1: thing he does is he goes and he looks and he says so who else is sitting over here mm-hmm. they're not gonna be here they're not gonna maybe we can move them down I was like Nick I'm borderline we're, claustrophobic we're good, I was like we're good I'm a little bit
2: claustrophobic when it gets not claustrophobic it's just Everybody's Give me some room. Spread out a little bit, yeah. you know. So mm-hmm. that that's all that that is. want everyone have have their space. I was just happy self? that we were all there, me too.
1: and we're all gonna. It was hopefully be there throughout the season this year. Hopefully nothing crazy happens here. Yeah. All right, let's uh, take our first break. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about the Cowboys versus the Texans in what should be a. Uh, Fun matchup for some fans that are like from Houston, maybe like there. There's still some people that love that Houston Dallas thing. I'm not sure uh, exactly what players will be playing, so we'll talk about that when we come back, and you guys can let us know who will be out there as to whether this should be a fun matchup or just kind of another game uh, that we'll all watch because we just like to watch football. We'll do it when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com
0: radio.
1: Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites, for just ten bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com/cowboys and use the code word Team JB. That's
0: getjackblack.com/cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, ten bucks, free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest
2: Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with Essler lenses, you'll see every exciting play. You can book an appointment at your local Essler experts and find the perfect Essler lens for you. See more, do more, Essler. Essler.
1: Welcome back to the second segment of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios
2: at the Star. We're going to talk Cowboys
1: versus Texans. That's happening uh, tomorrow night at AT AT&T Stadium. uh, So let's start first with... The starters and which of the starters do you expect to actually be out there on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side
3: of the ball? So, on no, the just give me an idea, offense. of kind of what guys yeah. the, it, the offense is going to play this like it's the first or second game. Like that, that mm-hmm. it, we're not. This is not a dress rehearsal. Dak's not going to play. Um, Zeke is not going to play. Which I love, like it's so refreshing that Mike McCarthy doesn't really treat this like a state secret. He even made a joke. He was like, "He's not gonna play." Did you not watch Hard Knocks? Because in the first episode, yeah. he was like, "We shouldn't play him." So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess he's like at this at this point. Everything we've done is yeah, right? is no longer a top secret. So, um, you know. and then you know, but so it, it is encouraging. Tyron, Zach, and Lyle are all expected to play. But again, you're talking. A series, maybe two series, ten to fifteen snaps. Amari Cooper, ten to twelve snaps. Um, maybe Lamb and Gallup do a little bit more because they've already played. But I think for the most part, you're talking all starters out by and before the first quarter's over. If I had to guess, on offense, then, yeah, defense I think is going to look more like a dress rehearsal. You know, those that side of the ball is healthier just in general. Like you're not dealing with guys that are maintaining things the same way and younger. You know, there's a lot more mm-hmm. unproven guys on the defensive side of the ball. So I think you could see, I think most of the defensive starters will play like a half probably or close to it. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence obviously isn't going to play. I don't think you're going to see him. No, I know you're not going to see him till Tampa because they're sure as hell not going to play him against Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but everybody but Tank, I feel like everybody who's healthy should play a, a half or so. I don't, did you mention Randy? I did not. You know. Which he's been dealing with a foot, yeah. but he's looked good here this week at practice. So, yeah. what about it, Basham? Yeah, I don't. I, he's because you start
1: wondering, wondering
3: like uh, you know, who are the bodies that are going to be out there? You know, I think Basham. Well, I, that's a good question. I don't know he's coming back from his ankle. Mm-hmm. Maybe keep an eye on what he does today.
2: Yeah. Did you hear something about Randy? I no haven't. no no. Just I mean I know he's practiced some, but I mean. Yeah, maybe he doesn't do a full yeah. half. He's one of those guys. He's kind of on the borderline. You need, yeah. need some snaps, but you don't want to push it. I mean, are we are we a hundred percent sure Terrell Basham makes the team? A hundred percent? I mean, I, I would say I'm like ninety five percent. Yeah, I think I that just, would surprise me. Yeah, it would surprise me too. I'm just, you know, this even though they're cap strapped, they're not really like needing to save a lot of money right now. Like, they're not going to go get anyone mm-hmm. else. They don't need the money for someone else. So I don't think it would be that. I just, I'm just i just looking at it. I mean, there really isn't a young guy. But, but the way that Dorrance Armstrong has played, I think he's your third pass rusher now. So you get in, – in, in, and he also plays special teams, which is, makes him very valuable. He's just mm-hmm. going to get on the field in different ways. But if there was a younger guy that was playing in well. –
1: Where we are going with this is Chauncey Golston? When is he going to be back? Like because that's that's right now, that's what's kind of making this whole defensive end position cloudy for me. Because what do you do with him? Do
3: they decide to put him on six week pup? He looks like a pup stash to me. Maybe. Which like he's I mean he has and some people have been asking a lot of questions. I get it. He's he's been doing some rehab work. Like he started working with Britt Brown recently, but like. Jogging, you know, was this expected because no. I, I never heard anything about
1: this in the offseason. It would be this kind no, of no, he was thing doing stuff, he was, yeah. he was out there, he was out there. doing was
2: a guy a lot. we talked to Leon Lett, I think it was me and you, right yep. before camp. Yep. Golston was a guy that he was excited about. So, this whatever happened was happened either right before camp or at camp, it might have been maybe that a conditioning, conditioning test thing. drill thing. Yeah, I yeah. think
3: I'm pretty sure I heard that. It might have, I don't remember if it was Golston, so yeah. I don't want to say for not, sure, but not trying
2: to. Dismiss Basham at all. I'm just thinking things have changed in the in the development here. I mean, Dorrance Armstrong is getting to the point where you know you. I think that they're gonna have to play him more. You know what they
1: played him a ton last year. Well, didn't I he?
2: know, but but what what, is, what Joe Witt said about Maurice Kennedy that feed the studs. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're playing so well that you got to get him on the field, but you probably
3: want four ends, right? right. Yeah. yeah, and who's the fourth if it's well, not right. Basham? Right,
2: right. I mean, I, I'm not saying that. But if Golston was in the mix and there was maybe Bradley and I would act- actually do something, you could look at it and say, "All right, well, hold on here because we have a veteran." Anytime you have veteran backups that are in the third or even the fourth spot, I think that you have to, th- to think about it.
3: Yeah. No, I get that. I I, I honestly think. But I wouldn't. I'm not saying yeah. I would. I just I don't think they're. I mean, they're they're not married to any of those guys. That's
2: how they do yeah, it in free like, agency. Yeah. But I just this is not implying by any way. I have not heard that. I'm just thinking. If you're not starting and you're not even maybe the first backup and you're kind of a veteran guy, I think I think it's safe to to say, oh, let's let's look at this.
3: But I just think I I don't think Anais had a better camp than Basham and Golston. I have I can't believe that he would be ready. And at this point, yeah, you're what you're ten days from final cuts or yeah. twelve days from final cuts, whatever that market. And so. I think at this point, I I would be surprised if Golston. I think you try to stash him for six weeks and get him back a little more healthy and acclimated before you do
2: anything with him. This team also likes Rondell Carter more than fans do and media does. Mm-hmm. The team likes Carter more than I'm not saying than anybody else, but I'm just saying they're high on him. We well, between him and Anai, like those are guys that are
1: right now. It's hard to see how they're going to make the team, but yeah. you know, yeah, you, you would think that. There's at least some interest, and maybe some interest in that room that they want to keep them.
3: There and there's always, and this is this sets up perfectly for a surprise. Even if it maybe it's not Terrell Basham, but just using that as an example. That's a great point. That okay, here's a veteran that's not making a lot of money. You know, we we, he's not going to get a ton of defensive snaps. We really need a special teams player. If you feel like Ronda and Dorrance Armstrong's been so good, John Fossil actually talked about that yesterday. You might have to decrease his load on special teams because he's playing more on defense than what he's used to. And so in that case, you got to find a replacement. Maybe it could be a Rondell Carter or a Bradley and I.
2: Don't rule out, too, from a pass rushing standpoint because they're going to have to figure out how to get number nine on the field. If they're gonna if they're gonna keep, Are him. They? Well, uh, yeah, I think you should. You got to figure out the best. We've been saying this for two years. Figure out the best way to use Jalen Smith. Let's call him Jalen Smith, not number nine. Yeah, that's. Um, I
3: was I was like, we doing we we're doing, do, that, we're now? doing
2: that now. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm the not. Parcells doing that. bit. Yeah, hey, but
1: let me ask you. Well, I was gonna it's ask pass rusher. on this same thing though. You, the, I don't know if you guys saw the report yesterday. that Clarence put out Clarence Hill. Uh, he said that it, that he's expecting that both. J- Jalen and Leighton Vanderish will be seeing some snaps
2: on special teams it. in the preseason. Hate it. Is that. You hate it? Why do you hate it? Because, the, the, because that doesn't mean that they're going to be good because they're veterans. And Absolutely. So I don't think Jalen Smith would be a great special teams guy. He doesn't run very well for sixty yards. He doesn't. That's not his thing. But I
1: thought straight line running was actually where he's okay. Like I thought he could still run straight line. It's change of direction that's a
2: problem for him, right? Yeah. Well, McLaurin yeah. kind of fetched him like forty yards back. So I know that oh, he's. I know McLaren. he's a wide receiver. I know, <laughs> and it wasn't his fault. It was whoever, right. whoever was. By. They need to work on that drill. By the way, I don't. I don't, I don't ever see that drill. They want to really preach turnovers and special teams. Work on that where the guy's running with the ball and you turn it around and actually blocking someone. Leon mm. Lett wouldn't be mem- you know wouldn't be remembered for that play against Buffalo if Jimmy Jones would have turned around and hit the guy. Turn around. That's the thing. And, and Vandersch did did not do it in that Washington game. Why are you laughing? I, it's I'm I, I love your enthusiasm. Just I'm. Because they don't do it. No, like, and, I, I,
3: I've, and I've never thought – yeah. th- I've never considered that they should do a drill where they bl- – and and you're right and I'm wrong. Like I'm not saying you're yeah. crazy. It's just – they don't get enough turnovers
2: to it's make an, that. Drill. Yeah, <laughs> seriously,
3: maybe so. It's an. It's, it's a, like it's like the, the, the step one right. It's like the O and, two. The o and ten like,
2: team, the O and ten high school team. It's like we're gonna practice our kneel downs. Like you're <laughs> never kneeling down the ball. You guys are always. Yeah.
3: Let's focus on getting guys running toward the end zone with the ball before we worry about who's blocking.
2: Alden Smith touchdown against Cincinnati last year. The, the, the entire defense was on a swivel like that. Yeah. Probably like where are the other guys? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Real, um. Oh, ahead. Wait, the, what were we We need more. Jalen talked. Oh,
3: no, okay. I do I thought that there was a little more nuance to what Fossil said than that. It's, and it, it, I think it applies to the whole season, which is something that I've been thinking about a lot. Typically, you keep 5 or 6 or maybe 7 linebackers. The back half of your depth mm-hmm. chart are core special teams guys cuz they're big enough to tackle and block but also fast still pretty run. fast. Yep. But this whole depth chart is going to be starter caliber players with all of this rotating at Linebacker. You got four guys that you're going to be leaning on to play heavy snaps, which means you're know, like, where are these special team snaps coming from? So I think what fossil was saying is he had, he did say he was like, all four of these guys have to find something they can be useful at on special teams. Doesn't mean they all have to play every team, but they all got to have something that they can contribute. Otherwise, you know, how do you, you got to have 46 guys who are doing something on game day. So I thought that was interesting, just that Neil and Parsons as well, like yeah. if all four of them need to find a way to be useful, or at least three out of the four, probably. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I, I think that's the
1: point to make is that it's it's all of them. It's not just Leighton and Jalen. Yeah, that makes it's it all sound four like of them.
3: It, yeah. I just thought it made it sound like Fossil was like, well, these two guys suck, so they got to play special yeah. teams. And the only way they're
1: going to make the teams is if they got to play, play special which, teams, which is not the case, no. right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's what we're going to do, uh, real quick before we go to break. I want each of you guys to give me one bubble guy, one guy that this game is very important for them whether it is for them to maybe ascend to a starting role or whether it is a possibility of them having to make this team this game is critical for them. Let's start with you, Dave.
3: Um maybe not like critical cuz I think they're both going to be on the team, but you know this Maurice Kennedy and Jordan Lewis, like Jordan wasn't available for most of the Oxnard part of camp. Kennedy took that opportunity and ran with it. But Jordan's back as the starting slot corner now that he's healthy, and he's had a couple of good days of practice. So if this is a dress rehearsal, for I, I'm curious to see the allotment of snaps. Like, is Jordan going to get the whole thing? When does Kennedy go in, et cetera? And who looks better? Um, is that job actually up for grabs, or were we just overreacting? That's what I'm looking at. Okay.
2: Yeah, I, I was going to throw in a backup receiver. But, I mean, let's call it what it is. I mean, Gary Gilbert, I mean – this is a big moment for him. Even though this is his third game, this is you know if they're going to call it dress rehearsal, you're going to have the offensive lineman. If those guys are going to be out there, go get your team in the end zone. I like the things he's done. He's moved the ball a little bit. Get down there and score a touchdown. Um, I think if he can go and do that, and with even without Zeke whatever the i think you'll have without zeke though i still think you'll have your tight ends your offensive line your receivers go down there and score a touchdown in the first drive of the game i think if he does that they may still look at who gets cut and waved and all that we've already seen a name Josh rosen you're gonna see names but i think if he goes and scores a touchdown i think it solidifies it if it's not already solidified it will be
1: all right. Uh, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take our final break. We'll come back. We got some phone calls. We got some uh, Twitter uh, questions, and we may even get a little bit of a, I get around going in this final segment. We'll be back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: and Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash Cowboys. Back to the break.
2: Dallas Cowboys Training Camp presented by American Airlines is back at the start in Frisco. You can watch Cowboys practice today if you can get it over here quickly. August 20th, also now. next next week. Get over now. 27th and 28th, though, next week, you can watch uh, practice at Ford Center. At the Star, Mission and parking are free. Visit the star and frisco.com for details. Welcome back.
1: Final segment of the break. Life from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Uh, let's uh, let's take a phone call. We got a fall, a call from Jim in Dallas. Jim, what you got?
2: Hey, guys, I appreciate you taking my call. Uh, you kind of just kind of addressed my uh, Golston uh, concerns. Um, has McCarthy addressed anything regarding, has he had a setback? Is it more than a hamstring? And also regarding Tristan Hill, I know they said he was
4: pretty close. In your opinion, does that mean like something next week, or are we looking at
2: um, him being puffed as well to start the season?
3: Alright, thanks for the call. That's a great question. I, I don't think Chauncey's had a setback. I just think it was a Pretty intense hamstring. hamstring. That's and I get it. That's frustrating, but some sometimes it's a ten day injury and sometimes it's a month injury. Right. Um, Tristan, which and I'm not trying to throw shade because I've never had to rehab a torn ligament before, but like you know, Blake Jarwin tore his ACL in uh, week, one week one and was doing things by the off season program and was ready for the first day of camp. Tristan tore his in week f- six. Dak, whatever. Yeah, same game as Dak, yeah. uh, and and he's still working on it. And I, I don't say that to say, like, oh, he's yeah. he's not working hard or anything can't like compare, that. Yeah. You can't compare injuries, but if you had told me that he wouldn't be ready this far into training camp back in the spring, I would have been surprised by that. Yeah. I just It just doesn't follow the timeline that I'm used to. Again, not hating on the guy, but it is interesting. And and as, same thing with Chauncey. Like, if you're not mixing in and doing things now – it's. I tend to lean toward thinking like, okay, they're not expecting you to be ready for the start of the season. Yeah, I mean,
2: this is going to be – this is another example of, of cut down day is going to be interesting. The next day is going to be just as interesting. You know, there, there are going to be players, I think, that get cut that will be on the team 48 hours later. And because of that, I think you've got – because you've got guys like Tristan Hill who – I would imagine, you know, he'll probably be on the roster first day and then and then maybe move to the pup list.
3: Wait, and is that how that works cuz honestly starting on the season pup has been kind of rare here at least like that doesn't happen to a lot of guys so you've got to. I know you can't go to injured reserve but right. is it the same thing with pup like you got to be on the team for a day before they can do that well
2: maybe maybe okay you know what maybe i'm i'm, I'm misspoke ir I to return okay. that, that's what i'm talking about ir to there return. we go okay and that's where he'll have to be on the on the right the roster for, what, for a day
1: explain to people what the difference I, is as far as the amount of time you got to be out is there a difference
2: Honestly, I don't think he could. I don't think you can put a guy on pup if you've already not put him on. I think that's a designation for the start of the season.
3: But he is on pup right now. now. He was on the training camp.
2: So he's on. He's on active pup, which and that's, that's right.
3: and so that's that it. that's where the difference Sorry, comes. Guys. in. But he he counts toward the roster right now. Yeah. Whereas and so then if they move him to end season pup, then he doesn't count toward the roster yeah. anymore.
2: I think I think I think they'll probably put him on IR to return. IR to him. return
3: is only th- three weeks. A three to six. Like weeks. The, yeah, three, But mid, the minimum is
1: three
2: weeks. Yeah, he's got to be. weeks. Yeah. So pup I'll, is like
3: six weeks, right? Yeah. That, it it, makes, right? it yes. makes
2: more sense, I think, to put him on IR to return but he's got to start, you know, getting back in there. I but, don't sorry. Go ahead. But to do that, he's going to have to be on the roster for one day and then they'll, you know, they'll cut players and then yeah. bring them back. I don't get the impression Tristan's
3: going to be on the 53 at the outset. No. All right, um, let's let's
1: real quick. We'll take a, a question from uh, Dottel on. Uh, he is on Twitter, and he says, "At what point does Kellen Moore get placed on the hot seat with consistently uh, early offensive struggles, with consistent early offensive struggles, and bad
2: red zone execution?" Three years. He's not on the hot seat. He's not on the hot seat at all. They they love him here, and maybe not three years, but I mean, three years. Three years from long- now. He's not on the hot seat. Yeah, He's not on the hot Let seat. Let me ask you a
3: question. Does that stem from the tr- from from preseason? I just I, I don't care that they bogged out in the red zone when Garrett Gilbert and Terrence Steele yeah. are playing. I'm and sorry. I think that's
1: the point I was getting to is I think a lot of fans probably look at last year and they're like, there were all kinds of offensive problems. But, yeah, there were all kinds of offensive problems, and they all stem from the fact that basically you had your
3: second team out yeah. there. Two telling quotes. Zeke told us this week that Kellen Moore started training camp. The first thing he said to the offense was the goal is to be number one. The goal is to be the best offense in the league. Mike McCarthy said yesterday that Kellen Moore's relationship with Dak Prescott is the most important relationship in the organization. He he was like, I have a good relationship with Dak but I've told him a 100 times, I don't care about our relationship half as much as I care about your relationship with Kellen. And that's why he wanted Kellen to call the plays. He didn't want Dak to change systems. He went through this whole spiel about like the most successful quarterbacks are the ones that stay in a system and, and get comfortable and thrive in it rather than changing all the time. Mm-hmm. So first of all, that should tell you, Kellen's not on any kind of hot seat. Unless and he decides to leave, and, which could happen. Also, but Well, yeah. for sure. Uh, But I'm going to hold Kellen to that, to what Zeke said. If your goal is to be the best, then I'm going to hold you to the standard of, If they are not top five, and you know Tampa Bay is a different thing, but like after a month of the season or so, if they don't look like they're clicking, then that's problematic, and I'll criticize the hell out of you for it if your goal is to be number one. But let's be honest, there are probably thirty-two
1: camps where the offensive coordinator walked into the offensive meeting on day one and said, "Our goal is to be the best
3: offense in the league." They have the personnel to back it up.
1: I get that, but I'm just saying, like that, that to me, Zeke saying that he said that everybody's saying that. It, it, by the way, it happened in the defensive room, and I don't think any of us think this defense is going to be the top of the league.
3: Yeah, okay. And maybe Mike McCarthy said that yesterday, too. He was like, everybody thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl at this time of year. Right. We, well, do do they? That's at least what they're telling we, their team. There are, there's are there got to be at least six teams right now where the coaches are watching tape, and they're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> but they're not telling their team No, they're that, not telling their, they're not we, telling their team that's that. fu- Okay, yeah. I don't care. Kellen Moore has the personnel to be the best offense in the true. league. Yeah, that and is I, that is the standard. They don't have to be number one. As of one. today, let's say that because, yeah. you know, that's the thing. Sure. Injuries are an issue. They don't have to be number one, but if everybody's healthy, this should be a top five scoring and yardage and efficiency offense. And that is but,
2: the stand. That's what I expect. So. But play better in the first quarter of games. And that it does go on the preparation of the team, the offensive coordinator, all that they need to come out and have better opening drives Um, we've seen it in the past where they have been really good at that and it sets the tone for the entire game. So, they need to to do that way better than they've had in the past. All right, let's get a a phone call from Javier in Austin. Javier, what
1: up?
4: Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, My first time caller. Um, I have two questions for y'all. One, I was just wondering if there was, um, if there was any update, you know, on Demarcus Lawrence. I know, uh, I guess like the overall vibe of him is that he's gonna be ready, you know, for the uh on the season opener. But I was just wondering if I can get an update on that. And then my my second point is and it's not really a question, you know, on yesterday's show y'all kinda of talked about how, you know, uh how Cooper was still the uh, the number one receiver on the team. And although I guess you could say at the time that it's true, I guess my point is you know, like moving forward could His injury history you know, proved to be that C D Lamb is now the number one because he has proven, of course, albeit it's been one year, to be available for every week. And then I guess my reference for that is, you know, I feel like like in the NBA, whereas Kawhi Leonard, like, you know, for a long time people were saying that he was going to be better than LeBron. He was going to be the best player in the league, you know, uh, day in, day out. But for him, his biggest thing, he's not available every day or for every game. And... Oh, that's it, guys. And right. I'll just sit back and listen. Thank All right, you. thanks
2: for the call. Thank thanks. Let's talk about that one first. Um, the um, to me, you know, who who decide the Cowboys don't decide necessarily, uh, other than paying them. But in the you know each game, the defense decides who the number one receiver is, right. not the offense. So um, they'll let they'll let you know what what you know what they're trying to do, and, you know, and 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 who they're trying to take away and. And all that. I mean, I, I don't know. I think they're, it's so close, it doesn't matter. But I do. I do think that there is there is a reason why the Raiders got rid of him. I mean, they 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 just wanted to kind of cut ties with him, and they that they were maybe fed up with the nagging stuff. It's not major stuff. It's just nagging injuries. We still see it now, and they wanted to part ways with it, and they got a first round pick for it. And I think both sides would probably say that they're happy for with it i i i don't think so you think the raiders are happy with what they're getting out of jonathan abrams i don't i doubt it and and, and amari but well they, well they wanted they didn't think he was going to mesh with Derek Carr anymore and they, they they were tired of messing
3: with it I, i'm thrilled that he's here but that john gruden did something stupid like john and john gruden strikes me which so i was about to go on a whole different rant Why do we call Amari Cooper injury-prone? Is it because he pulled himself out of the Jets game after three plays? Is that why? Because I'm looking at it. He's missed one game in the time that he's been a Cowboy. Mm -hmm. One. He's been. He played 16 games last year. He played 16 games. Are you like? What is it? Because he's on the injury. Well, you know report? what it is. You know what it is. It's. It's that. It's. It's stuff like this. It's our
1: show. When we're talking about throughout the week, well, Amari, I don't know if he's going to play this week. He shows up every Sunday. He has injuries throughout the week. Yeah, but and so people will. And so for for fans who are out there listening, it feels like he's always injured. Even though he's really showing up for games, and so it doesn't really matter. This right? isn't,
3: and and that's this goes back to what we were talking about before. Like fans just want the peace of mind; like they don't want to have to think about you. Right. But guess what? This isn't Madden. Right. Like these. This he, is football. This is a ridiculously violent game. Yeah. Cooper actually went through. A, he went in detail about that Jets thing the other day. He was like, "Yeah, I could barely walk on Monday after the Packers game. Like I, my, my. He had a bone bruise. He was like." It hurt like hell. I don't even know how I got ready to go. And then the exact thing that I was terrified of happening happened. He caught a ball in the flat on the second play of the game and got tackled right onto it. And he was just like, holy crap. Like, no. I can't do it. And... And, and if that still rubs you the wrong way, that's fine. He pulled himself out. He was healthy enough to get into the game. If it bothers you, the guys played like basically every game since he got here. I don't care when he how much he's on the injury report. He is not a hurt guy. He yep. hasn't been. That doesn't. There's no evidence to back you up when you say that. Um, I don't remember where I was going, but that's just something that's always kind of annoyed me. Um,
2: so if, if CD overtakes him as the number one receiver. And and Amari is healthy, then CD is probably overtaking everybody but three or four players in the league as as one of the top players. Which and that could absolutely happen. Mm -hmm.
3: Like if if CD if he builds on this on what he's looked like, we absolutely might be talking about him as like one of the ten best receivers in the league by the time the season's over. Uh, i mean maybe Maybe five absolutely i and that's i what do i always say when this comes up i just say i'm not ready to go there yet because amari has this amazing resume and i've seen him do it and we're still projecting with Lamb even though it looks like a safe projection. I yeah. still want to see it. You know, and that's the, go, ahead. go, no, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say that and that's
1: the thing I was I was mentioning on our show Wednesday was that the both things can be true. Amari can still be a great receiver and a, and CeeDee Lamb can ascend to being one of the top five receivers in the league. That can be both of those things can be true. And by the way, when you were talking about the defenses determine who's gonna be the, the number one receiver, that also can fluctuate game to game. Possession to possession. There may be certain situations in games where teams are like, this is the guy we need to take away in this situation. Red zone, they're going to be concerned about CeeDee Lamb. There may be other situations where they're like, we're more concerned about Amari Cooper. So, look, both of them can exist as that level of great wide receiver. I just think CeeDee Lamb is on a trajectory where he might be one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league at some point here in the next
2: year or two years, three years. He could be. This is a a column that I'm working on, but. This team needs to get out of the six and ten mode in more ways than one. Now, obviously, they were six and ten last year. But if you look well, at do that this year, they'll get out of it. Yeah, but well, <laughs> definitely will. But but with with seventeen game schedule. Yeah. But if you look at where they are, like when they were winning championships in the nineties, I mean, you could say they had top five uh, quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, mm-hmm. you know, and then of course safety. offensive line and all that stuff, safety. <laughs> um, I don't know if they have a top five other than guard. I don't know if they have a top five. I think they have a lot of six to tens. They are a lot of that. You're right so now. clever. Where, where, when did this pop into your head? Was that like a shower thought? No,
3: that's what you
2: no. You do your best thinking you know, in the shower. No, no, that's no, not do, you? no. I do mine when I'm working out. Like, oh, that's no. my best thinking. Well, no, six to ten though. And I, honestly, I just I just did the the six and ten record reference just now, like, like yeah. ten seconds ago. But six and ten, I was thinking, you know. They, I I think if you look at the best quarterbacks, we can argue all day long. But I I just think Dak is probably right there, right there. It's yeah. like Romo always was, like right about seven or eight. Like Zeke, the, right Zeke there. right now. That's where he kind of is. I yeah. think that's where Cooper is. L. C. D. might jump in there too. Yeah. Tied end, we're not there yet. Um, I think Ty, Tyron Smith. He's going to have to prove it. But I think right now they're voting him. You know, they're putting him in that six, seven, eight, nine. You know. Um, and you know maybe maybe Lyle's a right tackle maybe in the six to ten, but other than other than Zach Martin, they've got really really good players. They need to play like an elite status, and I think if you start winning, you would get there. But they need to get more guys from the six and ten range in the top five. Well, I'll tell you this: yeah.
1: really, the one that's most important is the quarterback, because you look at you look at the teams that have a lot and, of great success. There's one common denominator: that quarterback is typically in that top. Well, there's four. Five.
2: You can't. He cannot. Really surpass one of the top four right now, unless he wins the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be just. It's he can tough. have a
1: season. He can have a season
2: that puts him into that
1: conversation. Yeah. Like if he has an MVP type season, sure. he
2: now is in that conversation. Rodgers, right? Mahomes, Brady, and and Russell have all right. won it, and they're MVP Absolutely. guys, and they're right there. After that, then it's about they're all they're all ready to just they're primed for it. It's yeah. Josh Allen. It's it's it was it was Deshaun Watson. I mean, who knows what's going on yeah. there? Dak. Um, Lamar who I'm Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Brady's
3: ruining it for everybody. Yeah, yeah just get the out season, of the league. Right? He just keeps playing. <laughs> yeah, like and, and you know, he, like Rodgers is talking about how like Rodgers is eyeing retirement. Clearly, like yeah. he's only going to yeah. do this for a few more years. Brady's he's just, eyeing jeopardy. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but I just, I just think it's just it's a it's another way of saying that they need to get more guys need to be elite, and if they start winning. They'll be viewed that way. They'll be viewed that way. I think Zeke can get himself back into that top five. Absolutely. Moment. I think yeah. he can. Yeah. But there's a lot of good running backs, and they're all on the damn schedule.
1: But the, you know the interesting part Henry. about it, if you look at the running back position across the league, yeah, everybody wants to question Zeke, but there are question marks all up and down that top five. Like, there are very few of them that you're like, oh, yeah, that definitely – I mean, McCaffrey, there may be Kamara. McCaffrey questions. Like, Kamara and Kamara and um, and um, – I'm thinking about the guy from Tennessee. Um, Henry. Yeah, yeah. Henry. Those two probably have the least questions because they did it last year. Most of those other guys, like they had all kinds of problems throughout the year last year, if not out for yeah. the for most of the year. You know, like, as in the case of McCaffrey.
2: I think he's my favorite non-Cowboy in the NFL of Who? Alvin Kamara. I just think I, he's I, awesome. I just, man. you know, if you have him on fantasy, you, you love. it. He can have a really bad game and he got you twenty six points because he just <laughs> caught eight passes. Right. I, I just love his game. He looks like he shouldn't be a every down back because you are stereotyped, but he definitely is. And yeah. he's just he's a fun player to watch. Absolutely. All right. Real oh we didn't answer the caller's first question yeah. sorry um, yeah he was asking
1: about Tank give me an update
3: on DeMarcus, Tank DeMarcus when we got out to Oxnard I was like he he looks fine he's, he's ready to go man and I they're being smart with him and I he probably doesn't need it and that's fine by me, but he's going to be out there yeah. week one, and he's
1: going to got an opportunity to give yeah. Darns a ton of snaps, yeah. right? Yeah, that, it's, that it's helps.
2: actually it's the same as Dak. I mean, we, we've gotten to see more of Gilbert. We've gotten to see more of the running backs because mm-hmm. of Zeke. we got to see more of them. You got to remember, this is the first year McCarthy's had preseason games here with the Cowboys. We don't know. This is kind of his plan. We would we wouldn't have been as surprised if he would have done it last year. We didn't. We didn't know his plan with this. His plan is: I saw everybody hurt last year. I'm not taking any chances. And yeah. I, I'm. I'm. You know, I, I'm on I, board I,
3: with yeah, it. Yeah. And I mean, like, I'm not exaggerating. July 22nd, I
2: saw Demarcus working out, and I was like, he'll he'll be ready. He's not. He's fine. So I, yeah, I think you're going to see those defensive ends really good. And I and we're already kind of seeing a little bit with Dorrance, and we're like, is this what Dan Quinn does? Because I mean, Seattle guys. It's hard to even remember who they were. You you know, Legion of Boom. You you know that they're not every. You know, they're not names that you know that well. They were good, but I think they were a product of the system more than anything. And I think
1: we could see that here. I think that's part of it. I think the other part to it. I want to see how this plays out, but I don't think. I mean, at this point, we all have seen it. This team is leaner than they've been in the past. You go down the list and every like guy, one guy after the other, it came back a lot leaner than they were before. And I want to see how that plays out in a season. Was this something that that was consciously done? They, I mean, they the, the offensive linemen talked about the fact they did a lot more running this offseason and they were better conditioned coming into camp. Yeah. I want to see how this all plays out into a season. Does being leaner actually help you throughout a 17-game season? We'll see. You think Carol
3: Nash would draw me up a plan? <laughs> you want to get leaner, too? I need to be leaner. Yeah. We'll do it. You're you doing your hat. you oh. Yes, I got a plan for yeah. you guys. Fat oh, Yeah,
1: yeah, I got a plan for you guys. Let's do it. Okay, let's get lean. Let's get lean. Hey, help me out, man. Runner Man. Nick was,
2: Nick was like, uh
1: "What?" No, uh, no. I mean,
2: Jesus. Yes, Fat Boy. Yes.
1: I, I forgot, but you can't run, so I can't. Yeah, you got some. I'll problems. figure it out.
2: Um, yesterday, we got a chance to talk to Mike McCarthy a little bit. talk to some of the the beat writers. It was really good. It was it was it was on the record, but it was also there were some things that got off the record. It was. You know, just real personable, and, and it, it was great. It's great to, to have those moments when he allows that. And um, he said something I thought was really interesting. You know, he said about the defense. I think it was about the defense more than anything. He said, "We got some dudes. We got some dudes over there." He mm-hmm. said it, like, he you know, said like, it in, in a way of like, "Got some dudes." You know, and, and you said leaner, but they're they're also a bigger team. They're taller, yeah, they're longer. More, you know, got more presence to them, and. Uh, he, he you just something about the way he said it you could just tell like he is he is he doesn't want to say it yet cuz you don't want to be burned but i think he believes this defense has made a big jump mm-hmm. and, and and they're going to be a physical team that that, that hits people I, he also said that he thought the minnesota game was going to really turn it all around uh, last year that was exactly how they wanted to play games balanced tough Knock it around, Dalvin Cook, ball flying in the mm-hmm. air. Come back, win the game. Defense not playing well until you absolutely had to, and you made a stop, and you got off the field. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you don't get to play Kirk Cousins more, but when, <laughs> you know, mm. b- but you know, <laughs> it was a good win. Now yeah. there was no, I mean, there was the the, the sound, there was the, uh, but there wasn't any crowd behind it. <laughs> I hate that damn horn, <laughs> that horn. A horn means your quarterback. No, no, no. Broadest broad broad broad. impression. If you hear that horn, it means they're scraping your
3: quarterback <laughs> off the ground with a spatula. I'm, right. I'm zero and eight at the at the Metrodome. Yeah,
2: because he's playing. You know. Yeah. yeah right. right. Yeah. right. They're just trying to get a football uh, football win here.
1: All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. We'll be back on next Tuesday. Uh, we'll get you guys, we'll catch up on what happened during the game. We'll also get started getting you guys ready for the final cuts. That'll happen. like They have a cut to, to 80 next week and Tuesday. then cut to the final uh, roster the following week. So we may start talking a little bit about that. Maybe even start talking a little bit about preview of Cowboys versus Buccaneers. We'll see about that when we're when we uh, when we're back. For uh, Dave Hellman, Nick Eben, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Mm.